0: The reading is from uh, the book of Matthew, and it's chapter 1, verses 18 to 25, and it's another uh, another reference to the birth of Jesus. This is how the birth of Jesus Christ came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife. But he had no union with her until she gave birth to a son. And he gave him the name Jesus. May the Lord bless the reading of his word. We're going to do a bit of theology this morning, but I thought we'd start with uh,
1: one of those Christmas adverts. Who who likes the Christmas adverts? Okay, hands up if you like John Lewis's this year. It's very strange. Very strange indeed. Uh, I did say to Tracy, just look out for how they would define a family these days. Okay, watch it and just think about that. But I thought, let's have some fun to start with because the rest of it might not be fun. So we're going to show you a video, and this is one of my favourite Christmas adverts. Apologies if you saw this about nine years ago. Um, But here we go. I know we weren't going to do presents. (gasps) Here. Oh my God, Joe. Thing I've ever seen in my life.
0: <laughs> it's absolutely amazing.
1: Evening. I heard you had a new bag.
0: Well, yes, I literally just opened it.
1: Lordy, Lordy. Do you mind if I. Um. Oh, isn't that a picture? Oh, the door was open, so I thought i May I? Oh, there it is. I wouldn't normally go for red, but that really works, doesn't it? Someone's a very lucky girl. Oh, yes, I know. Sorry, traffic was a nightmare. We come bearing gifts. <laughs> Thank you. Whoever you are. Oh, this is truly marvelous. <laughs> it smells
0: amazing. <laughs> it's a thing of wonder, quite stupendous.
1: Guys, it's just a bag. <laughs> <laughs> like that one? Yeah. A bit better than the ones out at the moment. But um, I, what got me was the phrase that the guy just said, it's just a bag. And I think sometimes when we think about Christmas, some people can say, it's just a baby. And I think what we need to do is the church is we just need to recapture the amazing story. Actually, sometimes we use the word story. It makes it, People think that's kind of made up. The, the, the amazing historical event of the birth of Jesus Christ. Because he is not just a baby. And the thing is that the church needs to recapture the wonder and awe of Christmas. Um, so that actually when we talk about Christmas to other people, we invite them in a sense to the greatest event of history, don't we? We're saying Christmas is the birth of Christ, the most amazing, unique person ever born. And so as Christians, we need to be sure about what Christmas is all about. That's why I thought this morning we'd do some theology. Um, and actually, it's not going to be too difficult, because I'm a very simple person. But I hope that we can recapture some of the wonder of Christmas. Because when you look at the Christmas uh, narratives, we see the shepherds turn up. And what do they, what do, they do? They worship. And when, when the, the, the magi, they turn up, what do they do? They worship. And as a church... We need to recapture the vision of who Christ is. And when we do that, it'll transform the way that we tell the story. So we're going to think about theology of Christmas. We're going to think about God with us. We're going to do some Bible study. For that, I need to put my glasses on. Um, My iPad was playing up today, so I've printed my sermon. Yeah, and it's double-sided. So there you go. So, here we go. Where do we start? We start with the whole idea of Advent. We know that Advent is all about the coming of Christ. Um, And so we're going to unpack the story and talk about who is this child. The first thing I want to talk about is, I'm going to talk about three names that we find in the New Testament. And three of them, all three of them, were found in the two Bible passages that we read in Luke and in Matthew. And the first name uh, I want to look at is the name Jesus. Okay? Okay. So Jesus in those days was a very common name and um, it was a very popular name uh, amongst Jews. Um, Do you know what the uh, top five names for in the UK at the moment for boys? Any guesses? Noah. Noah. Who said Noah? At the back, well done. How many Noahs do you have in your class? Uh, Noah. Oh, okay. Not that popular. Okay. So um, he... Do you know the most popular boy's name in the UK at the moment is Mohammed? Doesn't that say something to us as Christians? Yeah? okay. Uh, Second is Noah. Then we've got Theo, Leo and Oliver. That's top five for girls. Anybody want to go top one? Top number one? (laughs) Mohammed. There's a message in there. Okay, we've got Lily. Sophia, Olivia, Amelia, still going strong, Amelia, after all these years, and uh, Aria, okay? So when we think about the name of Jesus, it was given very clearly. So Mary was told, you have to name this child Jesus. But do you know Matthew was also, not Matthew, in Matthew, Joseph was also told that he was to name the baby Jesus. And that would have been really difficult, because they would have thought, well, you know, his name should be kind of Bar-Joseph. It's the family name. You pass it on. But, they, but but God said, no, I want this child to be called Jesus. And we know that Jesus was uh, derivative of the name Joshua. And so Joshua was the saviour of people. He led the people from, uh, from the desert into the promised land. And so Joshua was a popular name. And that was to be the work of Jesus. Because we know that the name Jesus actually means saviour. He is savior and we know that in the in the bible that very often the, the, the name would be chosen to to represent the character and the ministry of somebody and that was to be the ministry of jesus he was to be the savior of the world and that was told to the shepherds and uh, it was jesus took it on his in, in himself he said i have come to seek and save what is lost and he told parables about saving what was lost and so when we think about jesus we have to think about that he came as saviour. And that brings Christmas to a point where we know that Christmas is a time of great hope because we have a saviour in Christ. Obviously, the saviour went from the cradle to the cross for each one of us. But he came to save us from sin, from the devil, from death, from hell, to offer us eternal life, hope, power, love, joy, peace, all this time. All this stuff is ours because of Jesus being our saviour. And he was named appropriately so that he could save us. Max Lucado sums it up very beautifully. He says, if our greatest need had been information, God would have sent an educator. If our greatest need had been technology, God would have sent us a scientist. If our greatest need had been money, God would have sent us an economist. But since our greatest need was forgiveness, God sent us a saviour. And that is the joy of Christmas, isn't it? We talk about Jesus being the saviour of the world. And do we take the name of Jesus on our lips? Do we? Do we talk about Christ who came to save us? Do we talk about our own salvation? Because here is an opportunity this time of year to talk about what we believe and why we believe it. So we know that Jesus is saviour. The second name I want to look at is the whole thing about Jesus being Emmanuel. Okay? And uh, we know that in, uh, in, the, in the Matthew account, uh, Matthew writes that uh, this took place to what the Lord said through the prophet. That's the prophet Isaiah. The virgin will be with child. He'll give birth to a son. And they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. And, you know, when we think about um, theology and truth, I was reflecting on this today. When we look at the New Testament, um, we see that very often in the epistles, the the writers would write about a number of things. Probably the two top things that they write about is um, behavior as a Christian, um, you know, how you behave, you know, The kind of things you do and think about. But the other one is about truth. How important is truth? And this is probably the whole thing about Jesus being God with us is the most important truth. We often think about, you know, the resurrection and and the crucifixion being key to our faith. But actually, just as important is the fact that Jesus is God. And the virgin birth is key to that number of years ago, the Bishop of Durham caused a bit of a rumpus, didn't he? He said, actually, I don't believe in the virgin birth. But if you go down that path, you find yourselves in all kinds of trouble when it comes to your Christian faith. Yeah. So we're going to look at what it means to have Christ being Emmanuel, God, with us. And so we just need to look at what that means. So when we look at God with us, it's found in Isaiah chapter 7, that beautiful passage where it talks about the virgin will be with child and we give birth to a son, we will call him Emmanuel. And so God had been absent for 300 years, uh, and all of a sudden God turns up born uh, in a stable to a virgin. Now some people would say, when you look at the Greek word for virgin, you could say, you could say, and in that is their view, that it just means young woman. But see, when you look at what Mary said about herself, she was very, very clear that she was actually a virgin. She said, how will this be? This is found in Luke chapter 1. Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin. And the angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. That's quite amazing, isn't it? I'll just read that again because I think it's very, very powerful. She said, how's this going to be? I've never been with a man. How will this be since I am a virgin? And the angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Wow. And that is key to our faith as Christians. Because what the Virgin highlights is that actually that the birth of Jesus is supernatural. He was not a human being just like you and me. He was fully God and fully human. He was <laughs> unique in that way. Wayne Gruden, the theologist, theologian, says, God in his wisdom ordained a combination of human and divine influence in the birth of Christ so that his full humanity would be evident to us from the fact of his ordinary human birth from a human mother, and his full deity would be evident from the fact of his conception in Mary's womb by the powerful work of the Holy Spirit. So Jesus was fully man and fully God because it was a virgin birth. Mark Driscoll, who's caused a, a, few, a few bits of rumpus in the, in the Christian world, says this, if the virgin birth of Jesus is untrue, okay, so it's either true or it's untrue, yes? Yeah. we can't have sort of, oh, maybe, it's got to be one or the other. He says this, if the virgin birth of Jesus is untrue, then the story of Jesus changes greatly. We would have a sexually promiscuous young woman lying about God's miraculous hand in the birth of her son, raising that son to declare he was God, and then joining his religion. But if Mary is nothing more than a sinful con artist, then neither she nor her son Jesus should be trusted. Because both the clear teachings of scripture about the beginning of Jesus' earthly life and the character of his mother are at stake. We must contend for the virgin birth of Jesus Christ so if we say it's not a virgin birth then what do we make Mary to be she would have to be a liar and then bringing up her son in a way to encourage him to start a religion that other people would join so the virgin birth is key in terms of truth but it's also key in terms of who Jesus is and of course if Jesus is God and we know that he went to the cross to die for us then that is key, isn't it? That he has to be God, that he has to be sinless. And he has to be our saviour. So, virgin birth. It's not up for discussion and debate. It's something as Christians we need to hold on to and not give away and not throw away. He is not just a baby. He is God. Amen. Whoa. Okay? So we sit there and we go, okay. Okay. And the thing is, we go through the Christmas story every year, don't we? And we talk about baby Jesus, and we need to come back to the fact that this is God, born on earth, given to us, because he is going to be our saviour. It's okay? So we've done Jesus, who is saviour. I think there's nothing else I need to say about virgin birth. Now we need to talk about the last name, which is the name Christ. Of course, some people think that's his surname, don't they? Of course, because that's what we do in the UK. We have Jesus Christ, Will Ross. It's, you know, But actually, when, it, when we come to the, the, the name Christ, we have the name which literally means Messiah. And interesting, I was looking at um, the Matthew passage, and if you look at the genealogy of Jesus, which we never do, do we? Let's be honest. Where Matthew chapter 1, you just want to get through as quickly as you can. Um, and it goes through the genealogy of, of Jesus. And it does all those begat things, doesn't it? They begat them and they begat them. And it comes down to um, uh, Matthew 15, uh, sorry, 1 to 15, 1, 15 to 16 says, the father of Joseph, that was Jacob, the husband of Mary, and Mary was the mother of Jesus, who is also called Messiah. Okay, so there was, when it came to Joseph, it didn't say anything about begat, because he wasn't the father of Jesus. Um, It just says he was the husband of Mary, and Mary was the mother of Jesus. And note the phrase, he was called Messiah, okay? If you look into the message version, it talks about Jesus the Christ, son of David. So NIV, message Bible, they use different words, but they're talking about the same thing. And uh, that's also true in 1 verse 1 as well. And in Matthew 18, it says this is how the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, came about. Um, And then uh, it's just the same word. So we, we use the word Messiah, we use the word Christ. And here we have this kind of reference to the fact that this was the one the Jews were waiting for. He was the one who was the chosen deliverer. He would arrive. He would beat the enemies of the the people of Israel. And so they were looking forward, and I believe still are looking forward to the coming of the Messiah. In the Old Testament, there are uh, about 1,200 different prophecies. 300 prophecies relate to the coming of the Messiah. And we know that Jesus, in his life and his death and resurrection, fulfilled many of those prophecies. Because the Messiah would be the deliverer of the people of Israel. But actually, the people of Israel knew that Jesus would be the deliverer, or the Messiah would be the deliverer of the whole world. He would come and he would save the world. And so they look forward to the Messiah. And what the Gospel writers say is, he is the Christ. Jesus is the Messiah. He is the one. And that's very, very plain when you read Matthew and you read Luke. He would be the Saviour of the world. Come for all of us. What else would the Messiah do? I think there are a number of things, and I've kind of put them down. I think, firstly, Messiah would reveal who God is. He would reveal the Father. Philip said to Jesus, Show us the Father, and that will be enough for us. And Jesus answered, Do you not know me, Philip, even after I've been among you such a long time? If anyone has seen me... They have seen the Father. So Jesus the Messiah reveals who God is. The second thing he did, he came to show the love and the power of God. We see that through his miracles. We see how he raised the dead, the blind could see, the demonized were delivered, he forgave sin, the lame walked, he fed the hungry, he touched the leper, and so on and so on and so on. Jesus displayed the amazing power of God, but the love of God as well. He came, too, to experience human life. He had to (coughs) depend on his mum to clean him up and feed him, and his dad to look after him. He had to go through education. He went through puberty. He knew what it was to be hungry. He went to work. He knew what it was to laugh. He had emotions. He suffered. He experienced grief. He knew love. He knew loneliness. He went through a whole gamut of human emotions because he was God and he was man. But ultimately, Jesus would come to die on a cross. I went to see Heather in hospital the other day, Heather Roach, and uh, I said, would you like me to read some scripture to you? And she said, yes, you could. Yes, please. And she said, could you read Isaiah 53? Um, And I go, that's a very strange one it's all about the suffering of the messiah and i thought okay and i read it and actually it was quite moving just to sit and read the passage that just talks about how the messiah would come and how he would suffer and it says he was despised and rejected by men a man of sorrows and familiar with suffering like one from men who hide their faces he was despised and we esteemed him not surely he took up our infirmities and carried our sorrows and yet we consider him stricken by God, smitten by him, and afflicted. He was pierced for our transgressions, and he was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was upon him, and by his wounds we are healed. It goes on and on about the suffering of Christ. By oppression and judgment, he was taken away, led like a lamb to the slaughter. And as a sheep before her shearers is silent, so he did not open his mouth. And this was the Messiah. And in a sense, Jesus knew what was coming, didn't he? And they say that the cross, the shadow of the cross, lays across, across the stable where Jesus was born. Jesus, the Son of God, who was Savior, God with us. And the Christ, the Messiah. And this is what Christmas is all about, isn't it? This is what it's all about. Tracy came back from the shops. No. She said she'd been shopping the other day. And she said, you know, I can see hardly any nativity stuff in our shops anymore. It's gone. And, you know, it's so sad, isn't it? That the true meaning of Christmas has been eroded and eroded. And what are we left with? We're left with tinsel and presents and turkey and the center of Christmas. What did you say? Christmas. Christmas jumpers, yeah. And what does the church do about it? What do we do about this? I want to show you a little video um, just to finish with. Over to you, Maggie. Go on Guess what I am for the nativity?
0: I'm a classic one. Classic role, is it? Classic part. Yeah. Um Joseph? No. Uh One of the Three Wise Men? No. One of the innkeepers? No. Um button to answer. Call rejected. But it's a classic part? Yeah. Okay. Um you tell me then, cause I'm door holder number three. I'll be holding doors. That's amazing. <laughs> holding doors for who? Um,
1: probably um Joseph and Mary.
0: Oh my gosh, were you pleased when they said that?
1: Yeah. What and did you, what did you do? And I was like, I'm a door holder. Get in there. Let's go. <laughs> Whoa. And, and and maybe because there's no room, I'll probably. Maybe just
0: low, uh, be like just coming in, and then I'll just slam the slam the door in their face. <laughs> Is that your star role? I'll probably, maybe I'll probably be dressed up as a door. I don't think you're going to be a door. I <laughs> you think you're going to be a door holder. No, I'll have to wear like brown. Really? Yeah, probably. Excellent. That's well, That's really smart, Milo. <laughs>
1: Bless him, Milo. Going to slam the door in their faces. Uh, we, we watched the other day, Jason and I, and I suddenly thought, that's brilliant, isn't it? Because what are we as God's people? Aren't we the door holders? Aren't we the door keepers? Because in a sense, are we opening the door for people to come and see the Christ this Christmas? What are we doing to to share the good news of Jesus with others? Are we opening the door for them to to come and see? Or are we just keeping it shut so that we can enjoy it for ourselves? And for me, as I kind of studied the whole theology of Christmas, there is so much wonder involved. It is so amazing that God would send his son into this world for you and me, knowing that he would be born... In a stable in, in Philippines it said that he became nothing. And I, I as you reflect on that. When does life begin? A conception, doesn't it? So what did Christ come? What did he become? He became literally nothing to be the savior of the world. And that is the love of God, that's the amazing truth of Christmas. And as the church we have this amazing message but what do we do with it Are we going to keep it to ourselves are we going to open the door so others can come and know the saviour for themselves yeah. <clears throat> my prayer is this christmas that as a church we will share christ with others and i expect mr boardman's already told you this there is so many things doing to need to be done in the next few weeks And I would encourage you, please sign up, get involved. Whatever you can do, whatever you can give, we'll take it. Because we want to invite everyone to come here and discover themselves. Jesus, Emmanuel, the Christ, for themselves. Amen. Let's pray. I'm going to ask you to stand up, actually. Father, I want to pray that the wonderful truth of Christmas might just sink into our hearts. It might warm our hearts because we really know the King of kings and Lord of lords in our lives. Not only did he become a child, but he became a saviour for each of us. Lord, we thank you, we glorify you for that fact. And I just want to pray this Christmas we might truly worship our saviour. We might come to understand who he truly is. And I want to pray, Father, that we might share him with others. You might give us boldness. You might give us opportunity to share what we believe and why we believe it and the difference it has made to each of us. And we want to pray, Father, that this Christmas, that this church might shine a light into the darkness Amen. and it might share Jesus with people. And they might come to know him as Lord and Saviour. So Father, we ask for your blessing upon us. We pray your spirit would fill us and use us. And help us to be your doorkeepers. So that we might open the door to those we love to meet the Saviour. And we ask it in his name. Amen.